Make more birdies. A bottle of bourbon, a little glass, and some ice. This is not a tip. This is a prescription. Trust me. Mm. If you don't, you will fall out of balance. Welcome to Birdies and Bourbon. Sit down and have a sip. Welcome back, everybody, to the Birdies and Bourbon show. Uh, Jason Moore from True Links Golfware joined us today. Jason, how are you, sir? Good. It's a pleasure to be on your show. You got, uh, you know, the best name in the game, Birdies and Bourbon. I love it. <laughs> uh, you know, if we can't make more birdies, we'll just drink more bourbon, I suppose. Uh, are you, by chance, going to share a pour with us tonight? Uh, in fact, I am. I, I pre-poured it just to be a part of the festivities. So cheers. cheers. Awesome. Things usually go better. Uh, you know, the more I drink, the easier it is to listen if you're drinking along. So, Well, perfect. Uh, I am sipping on a little Good Times uh, Tawny Port finish. What are you having, by the way, if you don't mind sharing? I've got a new riff bourbon being poured currently. Nice. Ooh, nice. I've been onto the new riff lately. Have you guys tried that? Oh yeah. Yeah, we, we have, we've actually, uh, we've had a few barrel picks sent over. Um, so I guess, you know, as things are kind of maturing and coming along and we'll get into the, uh, the true, true links where uh, barrel pick that's coming up in the future. Uh, I'm, I'm just kind of foreshadowing into uh, where I think this thing could go. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I think, uh, I think new riffs done some really good things and uh, you know, just their, their off the shelf stuff is, is great. I like both bur- their bourbon and rise, uh, but some of their barrel expressions are, are really nice or single barrel expressions are really nice. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Dan, what are you sipping on? Same as you. Good times. Oh, you're on good times soon. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Well, that's what we'll be enjoying as we chat. So, uh, Jason, we got, got some questions for you, man. So, True Linkswear, thanks so much for the shoes. Um, mm-hmm. First time Dan and I have, uh, have worn them, but uh, I, I'm a fan. I, I, did, I went with the, uh, the True, uh, I went with the Knit Twos, and I went with the Bone White. Uh, I'm definitely got to, I got to come back for a dark pair now because those things are, are complete money and, uh, and, and we'll get into the, you know, kind of the white true links and stuff, but yeah, I, I totally see what, uh, what, what the brand's about as far as the actual product itself. And hopefully we'll get into a little bit of, you know, the why, how, and, uh, uh, as a matter of fact, go ahead and uh, start us off, man. Who's Jason Moore and, uh, why true links wear? <laughs> hey, that's an easy question to answer. I like it. Just leading off of the easy ones, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. We started uh, True Linksware with a really simple idea. We wanted to help people enjoy the walk. Grew up playing golf since I could walk. Um, my brother ended up playing professional golf on the PGA Tour. And we have played a lot of golf and not enjoyed the walk. Um, so we want to create golf lifestyle footwear that was comfortable enough that, you know, not only did it enhance you know, your time playing 18 or 36, but you didn't mind wearing them to, to the 19th hole afterwards for your bourbon. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where we kind of came up with this initial concept and, uh, we've been after it now since 2009, which seems like forever. Um, but since 2017, my brother and I have really been at the helm of kind of, you know, guiding and directing the company from a product design and branding standpoint. And man, it's been off to the races. Uh, it's been a fun little ride. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. And, you know, and, and I'm, I'm kind of scratching my head and I was talking with Dan and, and, uh, you know, as we, we got connected and I'm like, I don't know why I've never worn or tried the shoes, um, up and up until this point. And now that I have, I'm kind of like going, man, I've probably got a lot of shoes I can get rid of and, uh, well, or replace. I, I, let me say, I've got a lot of shoes I could donate to a good cause. And, uh, and I, I've got some that uh, I, I know where I'm going to go to replace those at. So as you guys are thinking about, well, okay, so let me go. So, okay, you enjoy the walk. Um, you know, we, we want a more comfortable uh, a more fashionable design, maybe a more comfortable shoe for, for the walk. And where did true links wear come? So, so the name, is there something yeah. behind true links wear? There is, there is, there was many days of debate over the name, you know, we went from pure to true back to pure back to true. Um, but we, we really wanted something that was like true to the golfer's lifestyle. 
is what we really wanted, you know, and, and, you know, just calling it true golf didn't seem like it was, you know, all encompassing enough. And, you know, for us, like, you know, real golf or true golf happens on the links, you know, it's those courses that are, you know, coastal with the fescue and playing, you know, the heritage of the sport. And so we wanted something that kind of honored the the heritage and, and the, the roots of the game, even though we are disruptive, and maybe a little bit alternative, you know, we just have this love and admiration for the game and nothing says, you know, like, you know, pure golf or true golf, like just going out and playing a little links golf, whether it's abandoned dunes or, you know, you're playing over in Scotland, Ireland, like there's nothing better than that feeling of just getting out and, and walking the course and, and navigating the links, man. Yeah, sure. And you all are based, uh, you're in Tacoma, Washington. Is that right? Yes, we are. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, so ban- how far is Bandon from y'all? It's a good five and a half hour drive. You know, if you're cruising, um, we get down there quite a bit. Uh, luckily for us in our own backyard, we got Chambers Bay. That's about a five mile, you know, as a crow flies from our HQ and distribution center. So we got Lynx Golf right in our backyard that we love to play as well. So you know, whether it's, uh, you know, driving down to Bandon or just skipping out a little early to go play, you know, out of chambers nine before dusk. Uh, we definitely get our fair share of golf in as a company. Uh, Lynx yeah, golf. I, I guess, you know, a guy, it's not really an issue to uh, skip out. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we, have, you know, we like to have very flexible work hours. Um, you know, we encourage our employees to get out and go play golf. Uh, we'd like to think it's a very fun place to work and not just for the golf aspect, but just, uh, you know, in today's world, you know, we don't have to follow that same, you know, nine to five in office structure that everybody else does. So we've tried to build a company culture that's about, you know, embracing your passions, whether that's golf or urban or whatever you're into, you know? Well, kind of like with the shoes, right? And, and as I'm listening uh, to to you uh, to you talking, and you know, looking at you, you know, truelinkswear.com, looking at your story and kind of what happened. So, is it true? Is it true mm. that Truelinkswear was born over some Guinness at a coffee table <laughs> in a roundabout way? Yes, it was. Like it really did go down like that. Um, yeah, we literally, we were approached by a couple guys at the time I was caddying for my brother on the PGA tour. I spent four years caddying for him out there and he was kind of fed up with all the other footwear options in the marketplace. And at the time he was, you know, a top 30 ranked player in the world and, you know, could have signed with any footwear brand he wanted, but he just didn't want to sign with any of them. These guys came up to us and then approached the gentleman Scottsdale and said, Hey, we have this idea for this new natural motion golf shoe. And we we're like, that's funny. Cause like we had just started working out more minimalist tennis shoes and we grew up, grew up playing golf in tennis shoes, you know, right. we didn't even play in, you know, traditional golf shoes all the time. And so we're like, yeah, like we actually would love to help you like prototype this and design it out and test it and see what comes of it. We had no intention of getting in the shoe game. Uh, but we literally sat around a coffee shop table one morning and decided that, uh, got together with them to test out the prototypes, played some, uh, you know, links golf together, shared a few Guinness. And we're like, I think we're onto something. Mm. The first prototypes came in and they felt wildly different than everything else out in the marketplace. And, you know, it was the first time, you know, we'd really enjoyed, you know, walking 18 or 36 in a day without any pain or discomfort. You know, you could really feel the undulation of the green beneath your feet and, you know, the, the, the lie of the sand under your toes. Like it, it was a unique feeling. And we're like, I think we're onto something here. Uh, shook hands on kind of coming together and forming true and, and the rest is history. Nice. Wow. Yeah. And, and I mean, the shoe business in general, uh, I don't, we got a lot of other things to talk about, but just the shoe business in itself with the, uh, there's a few things on your website, right? So uh, didn't write it down, but it's true to fit, right? Kind of that true to fit promise thing that you guys are, are, are you know, offering, but it's the, you know, and, and primarily you're an e-commerce business. Is that a true statement? Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. So, you know, and it's like, well, what am, what am I buying? And you know, what's the, within today's sizes, it's like, is a small, really a small and is a medium, a medium and a large, a large. So lots of things to think about, and, you know, shoes, generally speaking, take up, uh, quite a bit of space, but I, I really like the way 
that uh, that I received these shoes <laughs> in a repurposed bag that uh, I can throw my uh, you know my my ex- extra change of clothes, maybe an extra pair of socks if I'm playing 36 or something, a new hat, a pullover. So so great idea by you guys. Uh, let's get out of the traditional uh, box. Right. Or the shoe box. And let's go to something that that's uh, repurposed and or that you can repurpose that uh, that's serving as a uh, delivery vehicle for the for the shoes. So great idea. Uh, if you want to boast or brag a little, was that your idea to do that? <laughs> oh, man, I have such a great team here. You know, you never know which you know person brought it up at what point. Um, but yeah, we, we do like to like, you know, it's always been our mantra to think outside the box and like, it literally hit us one day. We're like, why are we shipping shoes and cardboard boxes? Like, and every year, you know, we'd like redesign the box and it would get more expensive and fancier. And like, you know, like it, it, it was such like an ego thing. And we're like, why are we doing this? We could spend the same money on something that's actually a benefit to the end consumer it's more socially responsible and it's just a better value, you know? So like, let's reinvest that money we're spending on the very wasteful cardboard box that we're hoping you store your pictures in someday, or, you know, (laughs) at least recycle and let's put it into a bag. And so like that bag that you got is unique to the true knit too. It's the drawstring over the shoulder. We have other shoe bags that work better as, you know, shag bags. We have other ones that are like waterproof roll top totes, you know, like, so we've been actually getting pretty creative with it. And, uh, you know, we actually, we have, we just received pictures of our 2022 bags that we're doing and they're like next level. So we're, we're, we love the direction of it. And it's something that we want to continue to like develop as, as we mature as a brand for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that that's, uh, you know, so I, yeah, I had some questions written down and, and now that you, you know, you, you're, we're sparking a little more conversation in this, it's kind of the, the innovation where you went from a you know, from the original shoe to where you are now, and we can talk about some iterations if you want to go down that road, but you know, it, it's, I mean, I would say the shoes kind of stayed true to form in, in the minimalist aspect, but you know, you it's some different materials and some different, uh, you know, on course on on course off course kind of aspect, and which which I think is really awesome, right? I mean, it's you you, you said it right. I walk off eighteen straight to the bar, set me up with a bourbon, ready to go, and then hey, out to dinner, you know, after that, and and there's really no uh, no need to change. Comfort's still there. Um, as you're working through this innovation, I mean, is, I mean, I know you're thinking about the shoe and you're thinking about it being on the golfer's foot, but what's the mindset behind that building the community, right? The enjoy the walk, what happens after the round of golf, or maybe I don't even play golf, but you know, I play golf in a limited aspect. And is that shoe still for me? Yeah. Yeah. We, we'd like to think, you know, about three important pillars, you know, in our product design philosophy. And one of them you touched on is versatility. The other one's comfort or, or natural motion. And, and the third being quality, something you can trust, right? And so from the versatility standpoint, like we just don't believe in, you know, the person that's new to the sport buying this pair of golf cleats that sits in their closet 358 days a year and they pull them out seven times and maybe, you know, like, and they don't enjoy wearing them when they do. And so we're like, how can we create something that is actually something you can use on a day-to-day basis, whether you're golfing or not, whether you just want to wear them to the office and dream about getting out and, and, you know, playing nine, you know, after work or hitting a bucket of balls, you know, after you drop off your kids at school, whatever your, you know, daily lifestyle looks like, I think our footwear can and transition with you. The next thing is like, you know, the comfort aspect is something that was so overlooked in our industry. It's like, how do you make a foot, you know, a piece of footwear that's actually, you know, comfortable enough that you actually want to wear them. They're fi- your favorite golf shoes. Yes. But your favorite shoes period, like is that's what we aim for. And so we have so many converts like that, that our shoes are just like so addictive to wear that they're like, I don't want to wear my normal sneakers anymore. <laughs> or my work shoes anymore. Like I just want more trues. Right. And so we really do that by, you know, not necessarily being only minimalist or barefoot, although we do have some of those in our offering, but offering a more, you know, traditional, you know, fit or cushion system 
that just is built in a unique, true way, more ergonomically, more flexible, light, you know, lightweight, things of that nature. And then I think if you, you know, today's consumer, they're so well educated and they have so many options available to them online. If you don't build a quality product, people see through it right away. Right. And, and we wanted to build something that people that could trust, you know, and so all of our shoes, whether you're buying a, you know, waterproof pair that comes with a two year, like real two year warranty that we stand behind, right. Or a 30 day, no questions asked. You can send it back to us. You weren't happy with the way it fit, looked, uh, you know, smelled, whatever you don't like, send them back. Like we'll take them. And, you know, then, you know, just from a quality standpoint, if something falls apart that, that shouldn't have, we'll stand behind them. And so, you know, we built that trust with our customer and you can see that through their satisfaction rates and their reviews online. And, and we think that that quality aspect is that, that third, you know, dynamic piece of the puzzle. Yeah. So, so as, as you've gone through kind of the iterations of, of the shoe, right? So the, uh, so the OG that's out there and you've kind of progressed through, uh, again, I, I, I don't, did you ever make any, uh, any shoes with spikes? So that's the yes or a no, as I, I haven't noticed any, but maybe not in recent years, but we did have a little stint there where we tried them. Yep. Okay. And then, so as you've gone through kind of the iterations and, you know, and I've noticed, you know, there's a lot of R and D that's, that's going into your product and, and it's all the, the, the pillars or aspects that, that you've mentioned that you want people to be able to take out to the course or off the course. And what's the, what, is there any memorable feedback that you've gotten from uh, a true fan or a, a true patron that you've been like, you know, shit. Yeah. Let's see how we incorporate that into, into the shoe. And then now we're making the next development. Yeah. Yeah. We, we started out with a very like laser focused approach on how we wanted our shoes to, to fit and function. Not as much look. Uh, we worked on the looks throughout the years. Um, I think some of our earlier styles were, wonderful to wear, but a little harder to look at. And so, you know, we've, your, your brother evolved. had no problem wearing them. He was, he was, no, he was ready to wear them. Yeah. Every I mean, you know, everybody's got their own distinct flavor when it comes to shoes, right? Some people think you look ridiculous if you wear a wingtip or a derby shoe. And some people think you look ridiculous wearing, you know, running shoes with jeans or whatever, you know, but right. you know, they had its genre. And I think we've just evolved and matured in the aesthetic side of things just over the years and really hit our stride in the last several years, you know, the last four or five years. Um, but, you know, we found like, we really struck a chord with people early on in the fact that like they, they were buying golf shoes that they could finally walk 18 holes in, like whether they had bunions or some foot problems or just generally were fed up with getting blisters every time they bought a new pair of shoes or like right out the box, I could actually go out and walk 18 holes and I haven't been able to. And like that feedback early on definitely shaped who we are like moving forward. But you know, you get feedback on the positive side to shape it. And also negative feedback, right? There were a few years that we struggled with our waterproof technology and we were letting people down. And that meant a lot to us as feedback to go, how do we not only just step it up a little bit, but like, can we be best in class in waterproofing? And like literally from 2017 on, like our waterproofing has exceeded, you know, all the industry expectations, but we wouldn't have gotten there if we didn't mess up and listen to our customers and go, okay, we can get better at this. You know? Sure. I'm sorry. I just had to have a fresh step down. <laughs> um, so you've done, uh, so in, in that vein, I guess there's some, um, some partnerships that are going on out there. You're doing some, you've started, maybe, maybe I've missed it and you've done these before. And, and I noticed there's, there's some limited editions you can find on your, on your website. Uh, but now you're starting to go down the path of some series and you've got a new collab that released, um, we will say very recently. So I don't know if you, maybe if you want to start with the, uh, with the series, uh, that being the dead golfer series, and like, what's the creative juices kind of behind that other than bourbon? Uh, was there something else that sparked the, uh, you know, that direction and, and where you're going? And, and then, uh, you know, that, that maybe dovetails into, uh, into the new collab that was released very, very recently. 
Yeah. You know, I like to think of our, our dead golfer collection has just become this iconic logo that people love. Like we put them on hats or towels or t-shirts or shoes and people just love it. They eat it up. They really resonate with it. And, you know, it's been cool to watch that like little icon just grow in popularity. People get it tattooed on their bodies. Super rad. Um, but you know, for us, it was like, you know, it, it was really just to us being true to our Northwest roots, man. We're a little bit alternative up here. I don't know if you knew that, uh, <laughs> but we're a little edgy, grungy. And, you know, we, we just wanted to be able to bring a little bit of that edginess to golf. Um, like I said, we, we always want to like push the boundaries a little bit while staying true to the sport. Is it the uh, tractor that's up there? Am I getting, is that the, 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 uh, the, the, the music here. venue, the tractor? Yeah, that is definitely here. I've been to it. Yeah. Like, times. uh, who, so, uh, mother love bone. And, uh, do you can just go through the list of grunge metal kind of all played there, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, from like the roots of Nirvana and Pearl jam and yeah, yeah, yeah. you name it. Like everybody's been, you know, coming out of the Seattle scene, definitely the heavy in the alternative rock and indie rock scene for sure. Cool. But yeah. It's kind of just a, a nod to that. I also like to think of it as like symbolism of my own pursuit to play professional golf. Like it's dead. I'm not going to be anything, you know? So it's like, it's a symbol of my, my golf career and where I got to rise to professionally <laughs> and I had to put it to bed. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's just a fun little icon for us. There's no super secret cryptic meaning that I can tell you on the air. Uh, we might have some internally here, um, you know, but eventually when we, you know, unveil our dead golfer society, we'll let others join and, and find out more. Mm. Uh, well, I heard something there. Um, so yeah, we'll talk offline about that one. So share a little about the, uh, recent release with foray golf and, uh, and, and now you're, you were, I think you were into women's footwear before, but now you've got uh, a partnership kind of going on. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely, we've tiptoed into the, the women's category. We haven't, you know, dove, you know, head first in, but we want to make great, meaningful footwear for women. Um, but it's something we want to take our time with and figure out, you know, and so, you know, there's, it's become a more normal thing for smaller and independent brands to, you know, have more unisex styles and models. And so we rolled out our true knit too, in both women's sizing and last and men's, and we had a ton of fanfare from it. Um, women have loved that style and we're like, okay, how do we start developing that category further? And we reached out to our friend, Megan Lamoth, who runs for a golf. She's just a creative genius and the most amazing personality. And uh, you would love to connect with her on your show. Sometimes she'll be way more entertaining than I am. But she, <laughs> don't, she, don't sell yourself short, sir. <laughs> Drink, drink, uh, hey, we drink, could co-host drink. it actually. It'd be a party. It'd be great. Drink more bourbon, it gets better. <laughs> <laughs> All good. Uh, yeah. So we reached out to Megan. She's like, we want to do shoes. Like, let's do shoes together. This will be so fun. And so we started this project, you know, last fall, just designing, sketching, sending ideas back and forth. And, you know, this is their design that came out with called the Queen of Clubs. It features their iconic, you know, play on the, the queen from the, the, the card deck. Sure. Um, holding the golf club and features a lot of their special detailing. And we thought, you know, how do we actually level this up even further? And we created this really, really unique designed, you know, carry bag for the shoes. And it's not just like our normal drawstring bag, which is nice. This is like head and shoulders above people are going to rock this bag, you know, carrying around, but we want like a vegan leather. It's got a metal, you know, rose gold magnetic clasp on the top. It's like a pretty badass bag. It's like people are going to be buying the shoes just to get the bag. And it's like, Hey, would you like to buy a pair of shoes? I think so. <laughs> when Megan got the bag sample, Megan from Foray, she's like, I think you guys should probably get into the bag business. Get out of the shoes. He's like, this bag is amazing. Nice. <laughs> so I don't know. We nailed it, I guess, but it, I think it's pretty sweet. Yeah. Nice, man. Yeah. I mean, it's good to see, right? I mean, it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, there's plenty of people in the, uh, in the, uh, the, the female, uh, golf attire industry, but it's fun that you found somebody that you could work with that has a, you know, a, um, a similar outlook and what they're trying to accomplish. And, you know, it's not, let, let's get away from the, 
right? And yeah. let's let, let's move into something that's uh, that's kind of the, the the fun environment. So it, it looks like it's going to go really well. I mean, I'm looking at those shoes, and I, you know, I'm not asking for any royalties, but if you ever do put it on there, I mean, I might take like a a joker on the bottom or a king on the bottom. I mean, I, I'm thinking those are like match sets for, uh, you know, mixed uh, mixed couples, uh, you know, tournaments, man. I mean, that yeah. that'd actually be kind of cool. Or you could let the whole Royal flesh or, or something. Or, yeah. You, you get them all. Man. Ooh, I mean, Royal flesh. That's even got golf connotation. I like where this it's, is heading. It's, like, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a shoe thing, man. And, uh, and like, if you think shoes aren't a thing, I mean, you guys know, and I'm sure you're looking, you, you're, you're following the whole shoe game that's out there. I mean, those are some collector's things that could be uh, potentially happening out there. Just, just, just saying. Yeah. <laughs> just well, saying. We've, been, we've been dabbling with some of those ideas, you know, shoe NFTs, you know, you never know what you'll see from us in the future here, but it's, you know, it's been really cool to see, like, we just, we're not necessarily like this collector sneakerhead mentality people where we want Understood. to charge a thousand dollars on the aftermarket for our shoes, but it's amazing to see like what we've started to build as momentum in that category. We did limited releases usually cause it's like a friend calls up and it's John Ashworth and Hey, you know, at link soul. And he's like, Hey, let's do a shoe. And I'm like, sweet. Let's the do it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and it's like, yeah, let's do it. This will be fun. But then you see, like, we put them on the site and they're like sold out in 24 hours. It's crazy, you know? And so definitely starting to see that trend happening, you know, not just in the sneaker head world, but in people that just love golf stuff. Right. And so it's, uh, it's definitely a category we're going to continue to put some creative energy into. We got a number of collabs in the work. Yeah. You, you all were nice enough to, uh, you know, to, to offer uh, some shoes to us. We really appreciate it. And, and what the one thing I did notice is uh, so, you know, it went Hey, take a look, see what you like. And, uh, you know, let us know. Uh, it looks like there's some quick sellouts. I mean, and everything is kind of what, I mean, I would say there's some staples out there, but the staples kind of tend to, uh, to progress and, and, and mature into better things, if that's a, a fair way to put it. So what's, what's the thoughts? I mean, is that kind of the, is that the, the path that, that true links where is going to take, you're going to continue to, to develop and, and continue to move forward. Are you going to, is there, are there some staples that you're going to kind of stick with or what's that look like? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, we have been like, for, you know, since day one doing like a, a champion and challenger contest at all times. Right. You put out a couple styles and you see what resonates with the people, the feedback, uh, the quality, does it hold up over time? You know, is, is there, is there an intrinsic need for it in the marketplace or is it repetitive with what other people are doing? Or does another behemoth brand come in and copy you and take your market from you? You know, so I, I think that, I think they've already kind of done that. <laughs> they try well, not they try. not not take the market, but I've definitely yeah. seen your uh, if you if I can call it a type of shoe. I've mm -hmm. definitely seen some things you put out that other people have replicated, and I didn't see it before you'd put it out. Yeah, I wish they were like, I wish they're a little more like clever in the way they, they <laughs> tend to follow our lead. You know, like it's one thing to like, you know, have the same shoe style, but then you like replicate the same colorways, you know, where it's the same color upper and outsole and suede accents and you photograph it the same way. You know, now they're rolling up their pant cuffs too. You know, like it's it's, no, no, it's, it's like a hey, little blatant. It's, it's like it's like hey, you make yourself unique. That way, I can copy something. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Why am I doing Honestly, all the work? Like, we talk about it all the time. Like, our we'd like to think of our product philosophy as selfish innovation. So it's not like we look at PGA Tour Superstore shelves or you know your local golf shop shelves and go you know, what's everybody else doing and how do we do it the true way? Like we, like, in, in fact, we oftentimes go, if it's happening in golf, we don't want to do it. Yeah. We're not going to be a part of that trend. Like that's a golf thing specifically. It might not be good to regurgitate it because that's what they all do. I don't know if you've noticed, but you could go into a, a, a store and you could swap the logos from shoe to shoe and you wouldn't even notice it's just the same idea repeated over and over again, swapping logos. And so, you know, for selfish innovation, we just go, Hey, what are the shoes we wear in everyday life? Right? Like, is it like this week, is it knit shoes or is it leather, like, you know, sneakers, or is it, 
you know, high tops or whatever. And then how do we plug that into the golf course and make it in a way that you actually want to wear it? Right. Cause you might have a f- favorite pair of shoes that you love because the way they look or the color or whatever, yep. but they're not golfable. You know, they're not really meant to be worn on the links. So if you grew up loving Chuck Taylors or your favorite pair of bands, like it's like a bummer because you're like, why doesn't anybody do that in golf? Right. But, you know, there is room for innovation, for new styles and bringing the things that you love off the course into the golf course. Mm -hmm. You know, we do a lot of novel brand new things, but sometimes, like you say, staples that have been time tested, classic menswear styles, they just need to be brought to golf and it hasn't been done yet. Yeah. 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 No, good, good stuff, man. Yeah. Uh, so what's new, we're going to get into some fun questions. Uh, when we know you got uh, better things to do than talk to us. So, uh, I mean like drink bourbon, right? Yeah. uh, I mean, I'm not in no rush. I got my bourbon still (laughs) good. Uh, so, so what's, uh, I, I kind of asked what was new, but I, I'm going to get out of the shoe realm for a minute. If I go to your, if I go to truelinkswear.com and I take a look around on there and I I'm looking at kind of what's happening and I can get a t-shirt and I can get a hat and I can get, I get some socks now. Uh, but yeah, I get the head cover too. Uh, but what's, is there, is there, I mean, as, as you're looking at apparel, right. And, and you're, and I guess we're, we're talking about footwear, but, um, what's new, is there anything new? I don't, this is not, I don't have any insider information. You can say absolutely not. <laughs> and I'm hanging up now, but is there, I mean, like it, it's, it seems like a natural, uh, attrition that you would, that, that you eventually kind of move into, you know, some, a little more formal, not formal apparel, but you know, apparel in itself. So what, what's, uh, what's it look like? In, what's it look like for true links? Well, are you talking about besides, you know, our, our new bourbon collection or barrel age cocktails, or do you want apparel comments specifically? <laughs> well, no, no, we can talk about, uh, we can talk about our barrel picks that we're going to be doing. And, uh, you got wooden, I should have been, I don't know why I'm not drinking Woodenville whiskey tonight. I mean, you should be, you should be, it's in our backyard. I'll, I'll it's fix a pretty that. decent bottle too. I'll, I'll fix that. Talk to Dan All about right. what we can't All talk right. about. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> Yeah, well, we do have we do have things in the works, and we would love to obviously just show all of our cards. You know, every time we get on one of these shows and say we got this in the works, some of it's got to stay a little bit secret. But you know what? Our thought process in in any product development category is like if there's a category literally lacking innovation or needing some creative fusion and ideas to be brought to it, then we're probably going to address it and tinker with it and, and, and try to perfect it. Right. And so at all times, cheers to Woodenville. <laughs> That's winning some national awards too. Yeah. You know? Good proud stuff. Yeah. Proud home step, you know, home state bourbon there. Absolutely. Good stuff. But yeah, we're, you know, with something like as simple as socks, right. You're like, well, the true just make a pair of socks and put their logo on it. Like, we could not find a good no-show sock and i'm a footwear guy and i've ordered every brand i can imagine and they all you know fall down or aren't big enough or you know don't you know don't feel comfortable on your foot don't have any padding or breathability and so i wanted to go into the no-show sock category because i was like there are no good no-show socks but i'm not kidding like we're sitting next to my r d room right over here and I have probably 300 samples of socks we built in over the course of eight years. It's kind of embarrassing, right? <laughs> at some point you're like, I guess I just suck at this. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we finally nailed it like a year ago. And we're like, this is the best no-show sock. It literally is. Wow. Let's make it, you know? Nice. And so it's not the best no-show sock because it has all these crazy marketing gimmicks or like it looks crazy or it's in all these bright colors. It's just a good, simple staple for your closet that if you order one pair of those no-show socks, if you're a no-show sock guy, you're going to be like, yep, like order on repeat. <laughs> and I think we've honestly, I'm not kidding. I, we might have sold more units of our socks in the last three months than we have shoes. Wow. Right. Well, I, I gotta, I gotta get some of those socks. I gotta test this out. So that, that's a fact. That, that's a hell of a statement right there. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I mean, that, that's cr- I mean but, I, but, but I agree, I agree with him though. There's, it's hard to find a good no show sock. I mean, well, I was looking through, not anymore, you know, though. Ju- 
Not anymore. Not anymore. You you found it. Found it at truelinksware.com. And but I, I was looking through some of your uh, FAQs, right? Because I was thinking, well, what what's what are people? And most of the time, that's like, what are what's the most questions coming through that people are asking? And one of the questions was, do I need to wear socks with my <laughs> TrueLinks footwear? And it's like, well, no, you don't. However. For uh, uh, for moisture wicking purposes, we would recommend that you wear socks with any shoe. <laughs> yes. And it's like, and it, you yes. know, it's just like sanitary and moisture. You know, I mean, it's just probably a good practice. And because you just probably should. I mean, yeah, they were invented of- for a reason. We like <laughs> to think, right? You know, like some things are so unnecessary. You're like, why do people do this? But with socks, it's for a reason. It's for your foot health. Uh, it's for the general good of the room when you take your shoes off and see what it smells like. You know, like you don't want to be the guy that shows up at the house party with no socks on, walking around with sweaty feet. It's just not good. It's not a good look. Wear socks. It's good for you. It prohibits blisters. It's their moisture wicking. Keep your feet cool. It does so many good things for you. Just wear them. <laughs> There's a reason that good socks are actually expensive are more expensive than cheap socks yeah. because cheap socks are, they suck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> say, I mean, say. everybody knows you can go buy your six pair, of, you know, six pack of socks at Ross for 12 99 or whatever it is. Like, but you get what you pay for, you know, like in one of the you know things that we love about our current stock is like, we, we splurged on the yarn. It's a very high end, high durable durability, moisture wicking yarn that, you know, cools your feet in hot temperatures and things like that. But like the most important part about it is like you throw them in the wash, like 50 wears in, it's the same sock, you know, like how many times do you have that pair of socks? So even you buy a nice pair and it's like, yeah, you got 20 washes out of it. And then it's like, you know, but you know, and it doesn't feel the same anymore. Like these just, they just hold up. I'm I'm stoked on them. Somebody, somebody just tuned into this and they fast forwarded through a little bit. They're like, let me get to something, uh, something else. And then they stopped and we're talking about socks. (laughs) Socks. It's called, uh, it's called stockings and, uh, I don't know. Bourbon, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to think of a good, uh, you know, a good S name for uh, and it, sippings and stockings. I don't know. Sippings. We'll see. We'll see where we get to. Uh, all right. So Jason, I know you've got your bourbon, but I know you got other things to do tonight. So it, what do we miss about true links where we got, uh, we got some round robin things we're going to throw at you uh, just to kind of, kind of get uh, one. We'll, we're going to want a funny story. We got some, a couple things to ask. What do we miss about True Links? Where where can they find you? Uh, what do you want to make mention of? You know, for us, I mean, it's one thing to make a great you know product and to make something novel or unique in the industry, but I mean, for us, like we are literally a group of family and friends that want to share a passion for the game of golf reinvigorating golf culture and obviously footwear, you know, with the rest of you, you know? So for us, it's not necessarily just about putting the right pair of shoes on your feet. That'll help you, you know, enjoy the walk, but like, we want to make sure that, you know, golf continues to to progress and move forward, see it become a sport that literally welcomes all newbies and, and, and novices just as much as, you know, your scratch golfers and pros. Um, and, and we really want to just encourage that, you know, especially at a time like this culturally, where so many new people are joining the game that people realize that, that golf literally is, you know, you've been lied to You're actually, you know, it's a sport that is available for everyone to play. And there's very, very simple etiquette things that you need to know, like fixing your pitch marks and playing fast. But besides that, be yourself, have fun. Uh, you know, just embrace the game for the challenge that it is, or the excuse to opt outside for four hours or toss down a few, you know, cold ones with your buddies, whatever it is for you. We just hope that, you know, we continue to, you know, usher the game into that future where, you know, it, it is a sport of the people, nice. you know? Awesome. Yeah. Well said. Uh, Dan, do you want to go first? Or you want me to, uh, bucket list where you want to play? Uh, you know, I would love to play Augusta. I know it's cliche, but I've caddied it now uh, three masters. And to be able to walk it and play it myself would be an honor for right. sure. Right. It's just a special place. How did you, did you get the, uh, did you skip it on 16? 
I have skipped it on 16. Yeah. yeah. Did it make it across? I don't think it made it across. I can't <laughs> really remember. I hit it a shot in the part three. I don't even know where it went. I can, <laughs> you know, you got so much adrenaline going, you don't know what's happening. But the, a cooler memory on 16, you know, is I actually caddied for my brother making a hole in one on Sunday on oh, 16. Man. There you go. Like circa 2012, but the crowd went nuts, you know. That's fun. He's one of the last 20 players to finish, you know. So it's like, it was a pretty epic moment. That's so awesome. Even just if I just am responsible for giving him the right number yeah. and, you know, putting the right club in his hand is still like, felt like I was part of it. That's yeah. awesome. I'm going to jump in front of Dan's next question, but so I sound like I'm cooler than he is, but yeah. uh, coolest moment in golf. Oh man. You, you may have just said it. I, I don't know, but. Uh, well, it, no, just cause it's like top of mind right now. Like, because we just came out of an epic Ryder cup week, right. Recently going and watching my brother compete in a Ryder cup and being a part of that energy. Like, I don't think it, like it looks exciting on TV, right? Like people are hyped up and the crowds go crazy and all that, but like being there in person and just having like that, you know, the patriotism and like the team camaraderie and morale. And so my highlight of all of the highlights is after the team won. So Ryan made the final putt to secure the cup. You know, Hazel like, team, Hazel team, yeah, right? And Hazel team 2016. So he made the final putt, which was epic, you know, closed out his match against um, Lee Westwood and win, you know, the, the clinching point for the cup. And so there's celebrations on the green and doesn't stop celebrating there. You know, everybody goes back to the host hotel and there's a wild party, but it's only for caddies, their wives. And, um, that's it. And the players themselves. And I somehow got in to the party and I got to party with the whole Ryder Cup team. <laughs> and they all know me because I caddied out on there on tour for a long time. No, so they, yeah. they probably thought you were still on the back. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And so <laughs> we just had like the time of our lives that night. And yeah, that's, that's awesome. I think it was just a blast. And you know, you see those videos they're posting of players dancing and yep. smoking cigars and yep. sipping, you know, high end. They had, a, they had a, this insane uh, bourbon, like old fashioned station oh. with these like, you know, guys that were mixing just like the, you know, whistle pig 20, you know, year in a, in a freaking uh, you know, old fashioned. You're like, what's happening? I'll, I'll right take, now? I'll is... take the Eagle rare 17, but uh, <laughs> put that in a Manhattan for me. <laughs> right. You know, like usually like it's probably not, you know, kosher to do that, but they're sipping these amazing cocktails. It was actually, it's just a blast. It was one of my favorite golf memories. Right, for sure. That's awesome. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, all right, Dan, I saw your show. You're up next. Uh, so if we're coming into town near you, where are you, uh, where are we playing? Where are we eating, et cetera? What, what's, what's the day look like? Oh, uh, well, you know, I, it would be a shame for you to get here and not play Chambers Bay. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Um, definitely one of the best courses in the Northwest. The views are epic, crazy challenging walk, but we got to get out there. Okay. I'd also take you over to Tacoma country club, probably the best kept secret in the country as far as just amazing pure greens day in, day out, really classic. All of the local pros play out of there. And every time, you know, there's an event in the area, like, you know, Justin Thomas will go out there. He spreads rumors about it being the best conditioned greens in the world. You know, it's like, wow. it's a, it's an amazing little track happens to also be 10 minutes from here. And then I also take you to the, course i grew up on you know because they're all in a tight little radius and it's called the classic and it's just this amazing challenging course like it's where we learned how to play golf you know and it doesn't have like the most clout in the area but it's only because people don't realize how good it is it's just it's wildly good and insanely challenging and if you play out there, you just become like a great golfer. You really do. Um, cause it just challenges you on all levels. Very cool. Besides that, I'd love to take you to, you know, our local little tap room. Like it's like our pub, uh, called the parkway, you know, it always ends up on Esquire's top hundred bars in America. Oh, for nice. some reason. It's just because the staff is super friendly. They treat you like a local or talk shit to you. They don't really care, you know, but they're like, genuine, <laughs> no, no, that, means, that means you're treated like a local, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And, you know, probably finish off with a dinner down at our favorite restaurant, Wooden City. 
Um, just, just amazing little, I, I don't know if the gastro pub's the right word for it, but you know, the, the head chef there, he came from, he, you know, he worked at, you know, uh, Gramercy Tavern in New York okay. and then he yeah, worked sure. at Thomas Keller's, uh, uh, in Napa, I forget what French it's called. Laundry. Yeah. French Laundry. Yeah. And he, he was like, Hey, I want to start my own like local, like burgers and steaks restaurant. And like, just came back home and did it. And it's super rad. That's awesome. It. That's awesome. What, that's you, great you answer. Said that's, is that Wooden City? You said? Wooden City. Wooden City. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not, like must be next to uh, Woodenville. Uh, it's not too far. We got a 45 minute jump between the two, but you know, okay. I got you. <laughs> Woodenville is actually this really rad little town that's become like all about craft distilleries and wineries. So you go up there to like Woodenville to just taste booze all day, you know? And so like you, they'll cart you around the town. It's kind of like a little mini Napa vibe, a lot more wineries and distilleries, but it's a cool spot. They even have a couple of hotels centrally located that are like little resorts. So you don't have to worry about driving home. You know, you just golf cart from one spot to the next. So rare. Dan's a big wine guy. Any, uh, any wineries around that are, uh, favorites? Oh man. I, I really like Abeja is my go-to and they have another label. Um, they're affiliated with called the home man, the cub and the bear, I think. But just uh, they're great winemakers. I think most of our great wine comes out of the east side of our state. You know, the Walla Walla area, mm -hmm. Tri Cities. Um, but yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of. That. In the Northwest, obviously, we also have you know Willamette Valley, only mm -hmm. three or four hours from here. So all the best Pinots mm -hmm. coming out of that area. But you know, we have some good good wines around for sure. Nice. All right, I got two more questions. One's an easy answer. Uh, one you may want to elaborate on. Dan will close out. Oh, uh, is that a bottle of smoke wagon sitting behind you on the table? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, that, that, that's fine. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, my, and my second, I, I love smoke. Hey, okay. You do love smoking. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Love, love smoke wagon. Nice. Smoke wagon. nice. Maybe, I, maybe I got three questions now. So it's sitting okay. back there because you're a fan, correct? Yes. All right. And do you, uh, what, what's, are you a fan of any in particular release that they have? Oh man, we, I've probably tried a, a handful, you know, I don't know that there's one particular one. I will say that they're just master blenders. They're, they do a great job of blending. Aaron's owning Their it. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I meant I didn't mean by the batch per se. I, I misspoke. I'm sorry, but like uncut, unfiltered, small batch, or the uncut, unfiltered. I'm yeah, we we uncut, unfiltered is good. That's what I actually have in my house um, here at the True Office. We actually stock like a handful of bourbons that are always sitting on the shelf, and it just happens to be their uh, small batch. It's the small batch. What what's sitting beside of it, by the way? I don't want to shortchange anybody. Uh, Chattanooga whiskey. Holy oh. Jesus. I mean, yeah. Person, which one? I can't see which one that is. This is just their straight bourbon here. Okay. But I also have their barrel strength at home, which is, you know, like a 111 or something. Yeah. Uh, which I actually mixed last night into an old fashioned. It sounds like I drink a lot of bourbon now. Well, it's fine. <laughs> I'll challenge you to a duel, sir. We don't judge on yeah. this show. We don't judge. <laughs> no judgment here. I hope. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, if you're a fan of Chattanooga, uh, whiskey, get, yep. with get, uh, right percent. And, uh, that bottled and bond they have down there is that like, it is, I think mm -hmm. it's one of their best releases yet. And it just, I think it was, uh, I don't know, it's a few months old or something. Maybe it was you know, six or eight months, but, uh, the bottled and bond that they just rolled out is absolutely great. And that that's, uh, that's worth, uh, worth a call to him to you, I need after you know after this is all said and done I need a, a tasting list of 10 things I have to try so I, I love trying new things so that, that means we're doing a blind tasting back on the show okay I like it let's do that let's do that I'll sign uh, up right now sounds good <laughs> committed okay so last question before I got into all that stuff but absolutely I think that's great stuff uh, favorite club in the bag Oh, I'm like, I've always been a lob wedge guy. Like I just can't get enough of like chipping. Like if, if I was to go out to like a driving range to like practice, 
there's a very good chance I spend 75% of my bucket trying to hit something with my lob wedge, you know? So like, I just love chipping. I love, you know, like hitting it close inside a hundred yards. Like, so it's just how I score. Um, so for me, it's like, I, I like to hit my driver reasonably far and hit my wedges close. And I'm always going to shoot a decent little round. But nice. PB die said long drives and short putts when we had him on the show. So I haven't figured uh, out the putting side yet. Can't, can't argue with that. So the, here's where I really get us into trouble. Um, so I, I know, um, I know your brother was into clubs for a minute, uh, mm-hmm. and we don't, we don't have to really get knee deep into that. However, what's the chance that your lob wedge actually has a number on it? one and what's the chance that your lob wedge if it does have a number on it is actually that number two? Oh, that's a good question all here here's a real admission um i don't remember the last time i actually like bought myself a club or got fitted for anything myself it's usually like I go down and play golf with my brother for a few days and grab a few things out of his garage. They're all hand-me-downs. They're not fitted to me. Like my game is tailored around like hand-me-downs. That's good. I probably have the wrong posture, the wrong shafts. Everything's wrong. But so I honestly, he tinkers with a lot of stuff. There's a very good chance I'm playing a 59.5 or a 62 degree. And I just don't know it. And it could have a custom grind. I guarantee you it has a custom grind on it. The grip is probably flipped upside down and it's got an S 200 shafts in it or something weird. But I don't know those things well enough to be like, yeah, that makes sense. Or it doesn't, you know, uh, he's obviously, you know, our family's in-house expert on that topic. And I'll just take whatever he's got, man, whatever's laying around. I'll make hey, it. If, if it tastes good, I'll drink it. Yeah, exactly. If it, if it doesn't taste good, I won't drink that much of it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Jason Moore, sir, it has been such a pleasure, man. We appreciate you for coming on the show. Uh, tell folks where they can find you and your shoes and anything else you want to know about you, sir. Yep. Uh, well, just uh, you can find our shoes at truelinksport.com. Um, we wish we were at your local golf shop. We might be coming to a golf shop near you soon, but for now you can find all of our limited releases, check all of our latest statements and stuff on Instagram. It's the best way to follow our brand story, participate in the convo, tag us and stuff. We will reshare it. Hashtag enjoy the walk at true links So we want to be a part of the conversation and have you join us as well. So find us there and uh, yeah, it's good to, good to be on the show. Thank you so much for having me today, man. Absolutely. Hey, Jason, thanks so much, man. Cheers. 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 Cheers.